Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Haunters Podcasting. I am Mr. Wonderful Nick Pearl. With me, as always, Mr. Zach Hilton. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, happy holidays. I uh, should say that because this is dropping... Uh, this is the week before Christmas, so this is a couple days before Christmas, but is officially our end of the year as well because... I don't know what you're doing, Zach, but I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. I'm actually heading back to New York City, Long Island, for the holidays, so I won't be anywhere near this or capable of doing this for the next couple uh, next couple days. Yeah, yeah, same over here. Like, you know, Christmas is coming up. We're going to be stacked with family stuff. I'm actually, funny enough, I'll be in your area while you're gone. Oh, that's really funny that you're going to be up this way. And I'm just yeah. heading further north away. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm going back to our old stomping grounds of Wintergreen. Oh, ooh, you're you're doing the fancy holiday. You're doing the the family getaway uh, skiing holiday. Where I'm just going to Long Island to sit at the old places where I went to high school with my old high school friends. Going. You all have not grown up. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) There ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm joking it. I'm joking them because I'm the only one that got out, as I like to put it. I'm kind of sad for you though, brother, because like I saw that you tweeted that like the MSG games are so expensive in the nosebleeds. Oh my goodness! I will not be. Yeah, I. I was really excited to go home. I was like, I'm going to hit up a hockey game or a basketball game or just something at Madison Square Garden. And the moment I looked at the first New York Rangers hockey game to sit in the last row would cost me, before all the Ticketmaster exchange taxes, $160. Nah, nah, nah. Per ticket, nah. That, that was just for one ticket, and that was, and again, that was before Ticketmaster hit you with all that extra stuff. So I kind of just uh, threw my hands up and went. Maybe I'll go see Daniel Radcliffe on Broadway. That only cost $80 for the nosebleed. Oh, that ain't too bad. No, no, that's not. And I actually didn't realize that his Broadway show was uh, happening. Uh, It's not not really officially Broadway. It's one of those off-Broadway shows. But I didn't even know he was there until somebody suggested... Why don't you go see a play instead? So so I'll be doing something of the culture and the arts that, you know... Yeah, maybe maybe we'll touch on here, but definitely not so much geared towards our stuff because I don't think there's a, <laughs> I don't think there's welcome a to play. our horror podcast. Yeah, well, we're we'll, talk Broadway. We're we're gonna talk Broadway plays, and you know that Wicked really looks quite interesting and quite good. That musical Wicked and all. Whatever, we love Evil Dead the musical. <laughs> That's true. I wish I wish that was playing right now. Uh, back in New York. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't really see that playing much anymore. Like it's one of those things where it's like people have to buy the property and they'll do it, but they don't necessarily have a ongoing cast. Yeah, which is interesting because we really went off topic to start this show off, which is cool. We'll get back to what we were going to talk about, but it's funny you say that because I remember what was it? It was at least eight years ago. It was huge. It was doing the traveling act and everything. It was even in Hampton roads for a traveling act at one point. Yeah. Like I remember seeing it here and granted it was done by the little theater of Norfolk or whatever, but like I, I have the Broadway cast uh, recording. Yeah. I still have that and I enjoy that. So it is sad that it's gone, but I would, I would imagine at some point there's going to be a Renaissance. I wouldn't be surprised if more places during October start, you know, doing it. 
I, I would hope so. Uh, I would love to see that come back. I would love to get a chance to see that. I'm still jealous you got to see it because you got to see the performance that was led by my old theater teacher at Virginia oh, Wesleyan. Uh, yeah, Dr. Travis Malone was played Ash in that, and that's how I remember it came about because... That actually was part of my introduction into realizing that I had seen all the Evil Dead films without realizing I had seen the Evil Dead films was I had to watch the first one again because I did the interview with him about being the lead of Ash Williams in the play and he was like, oh, it's all three. But I remember watching the first Evil Dead going, why does this all seem very familiar to me? And it turned out I had already seen that. But yeah, you, you and me have talked about this before in the past how uh i ended up seeing army of darkness when i was a kid didn't realize it was an evil dead film then saw evil dead 2 and then eventually saw evil dead 1 and then rewatched them in order and was like i've seen all of these just in right, reverse right, order right. <laughs> not the right way but i had seen them prior so uh again these are all uh, all weird ways to start the show but welcome to a show about haunted attractions haunted houses that's how we open baby that is that is an open that hooked you and kept you uh that's bro- what i call stretching it out <laughs> that is how we make a 20 minute podcast work people behind the exactly. scenes uh no though but with this being the final episode of the year uh thought it would be fun to kind of talk about the end of the year kind of the year in haunts so to say and i know you did a little more of the hauntings than i got to do in 2018 but what was your favorite man what how would you rank this year 2018 in haunted attractions I mean, personally, I think my September, October was just jam-packed of going to haunted things, and I still feel like there were a couple of more I could have gone to. Of course, Halloween Horror Nights is going to be my fave, and then Frightmare really brought it up. A little disappointed of uh, Bush Gardens, Hollow Scream, but still enjoyable of a time. I don't think next year I'll go to Hollow Scream as much as I did this year, but I think overall, it was a good time. I, uh, I also went on a go boat tour which was pretty awesome like you know it's one of those ghost storytelling things and I think overall 2018 was a great year I think 2019 is going to be a great year and before we get into your you know your feelings of doing things from uh, throwing some rumors out there apparently uh, Halloween Horror Nights 2019 is going to start September 6th which is like two weeks earlier than last year. I saw that rumor. Uh, I even saw that apparently people are starting to book hotel rooms on the resort. Yeah, they're a lot cheaper, uh, especially when you book them a year in advance, but that they're starting to book for those not even confirmed but potential dates of HHN 29, which... Uh, I give those people credit. I, I know you and me have discussed in the past of we'll book in advance from how we usually do, but I don't think I'm going to book now. So. Nah, I think it's way too soon, especially without it being confirmed. I mean, I get that you can do it and you could probably have a free cancellation if need be, but that's a little too soon to really think that it is. But I just love the fact that it's going to go practically two months. I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I Was it was it Bush Gardens prior or was it maybe it was HN? HHN California I feel like one of those two announced or somebody said 
that they were going to be starting their haunts about two weeks ahead of time this year. So like the middle of September was announced for them, which doesn't surprise huh. me then that that HHN is like, no, literally September is going to hit and we're going to flip from August into it's time to be scared. Well, I mean, like, why not? Because Disney does Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween at the end of August now, or the middle of August, because it's such a popular event. And it also makes me wonder, which makes kind of sense if you think about it, uh, wonderful, is that maybe because there's such a high demand for it, maybe that means they're planning something big for HHN being Stranger Things to the Haunting of Hill House, all that kind of stuff. Like, maybe they're actually locking down those IPs that need to sustain a big audience and give more people options. I mean, I, I get completely, you know, you take Monday and Tuesday off of Halloween Horror Nights because, you know, like I said, the Academy of Villains do it five days a week yeah. so you can't really switch them up but i think it's time to actually go ahead and move it to two months and start doing mondays and tuesdays i i don't know if the mondays and tuesday i would i would be open to doing the monday and tuesdays maybe when october rolls around you open up monday and tuesday to nights of doing it because because that stranger yeah. thing that that day that they opened uh, I remember watching our friend on the Tim Tracker over there uh, when when HHN did the special. What was it? It was a Tuesday open. It was the Tuesday haunt this year that they right before Halloween. I, granted, this probably wasn't as successful as it could have been because it was a very quick kind of ad, so people couldn't plan around it. But I remember he went through the. I remember watching the video of them going through, and it was a great crowd for a Tuesday night. Not as packed as every other night, but again, I think that came down to just a lack of, it was such a late edition of, they were like, this year's been so crazy, we're going to add a Tuesday. So it was a lot more locals, yeah. but I think if we are aware that come October 1st, Monday and Tuesday are going to be open, people will be able to make those plans. I think September, it's just that that's too much. I think that that might be too many nights, and it could be hard for people planning vacations school years just begin for a lot of people as well to kind of have that Monday, Tuesday off. Yeah, but I mean, like, you also got to remember that Halloween Horror Nights isn't exactly booked for kids. And, no. like, I am 100% of the the thinking that they still believe in that no matter what their fans say about oh it's getting less rated re and it's more driven towards kids yeah it's driven towards teens and teens can go during the weekends and now this gives people like say if i just wanted to go by by me and my wife and not bring the little one like it just me and by little one i mean like 12 years old guys so come down um <laughs> but like if i want to go on a monday tuesday where i know there's no tweens or teens in there that's a little more enticing for me to book during the week i i could see that uh again i just i feel like i feel like I do it agree with september you, don't do it till october i yes. do agree with you don't do it till october just so everybody can warm up in september and get our footing yeah it, it also it also gives the creative team that chance for that entire month to kind of really fine-tune it before they open it up to uh this seven day a week kind of extravaganza that it is uh i get i i, I get your point as well with it does make it a little bit easier because I, I, I take issue with the fact that people think that Horror Nights 
is becoming too teen and kitty friendly, so to say, because this past year was was a little was, outside of the themes with Poltergeist and Stranger Things with the audience that those kind of are targeted towards. The whole night in general, and even the houses, and even those houses, were geared towards older audiences. Yeah, I mean, just because it's more psychological and less gory doesn't mean it's geared for children. I mean, no offense, the Poltergeist movie uh, has a guy ripping off his face. And granted, it's during the 80s, so they didn't have the PG-13 yet. But, like, that's legitimately not something for a child to see. I mean, Michael Myers is not for a child to see. No, and uh, I, I still even remember seeing that face peeling in the house this past year and how creeped out I was at seeing that and that that wasn't you know 1980 CGI or anything like that or right. uh, and, and to give Poltergeist a little bit of credit where it's due it is one of those Steven Spielberg produced films that did help create the PG-13 rating because Absolutely. audiences were confused uh, and brought kids to a PG movie expecting a PG movie and got a guy eating a piece of fried chicken and then his face coming off his body, yeah. which is, yeah. as a kid, was very traumatizing. As an adult, I go, wow, that's really amazing stuff. When I see it in a house, yeah. traumatizing. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But to get back on topic, what did you think about 2018? I think, uh, I I mean, in when we first started this podcast. In the specs of everything, yeah. Yeah, in the specs of everything, I'd say 2018 for me uh, I was disappointed in myself for not getting out to as much as I had wanted to. I didn't get out to Bush Gardens this year, and that was about the first time in nine, ten years that I hadn't been to a hollow scream. Uh, and it was their big one, their their 20th anniversary, and I'm and I skipped it. Uh, but yeah, it's okay. You didn't miss yeah. anything. When, when you broke it down for all of us, I was kind of like, it's it's better. I saved my money for that one. Uh, I I wish I did a little bit more, but having done. Halloween Horror Nights this year I felt that that kind of achieved everything that that kind of was the the climb up the mountain hitting the peak of the mountain and coming down from the mountain as far as I don't think anything would have lived up to it matched it caught my level of excitement been able to deliver on my level of excitement and exceed that level of excitement the way that Horror Nights did. So by only doing HHN this year, I still feel I got a great year of scares in because the extra houses at HHN as well gave me a little bit more than what I normally get. The 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 more interactive scare zones I felt gave me more than I normally get where I'd have to do two or three different scares to have that kind of experience where HHN was all of that in one for me that I'd give this year two big thumbs up. Uh, I was definitely impressed. Uh, I do now well, have you New also Year's... did Frightmare Before Christmas. I did, I did. I, I was getting there, I was getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not just uh, you know. want you to just hanker on that you didn't get to do a lot when you did that. And, <laughs> well, and comparing our sizes. Movie past, you saw so many horror movies. Yes, uh, well, comparing our, comparing our scares of the year, so to say, uh, I didn't get oh, out to... You. <laughs> yeah, you 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 own me. You you had me on that. You were the one that did your job for the podcast the best. Uh, but you're right. I I did get to go see a lot more of the horror movies in theater, and I and I got to see a lot of uh, different horror films as well. Films like Revenge and Mandy that weren't mainstream theater releases. I was able to see, uh, which 
I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was kind of going out and about and doing as much as I had originally planned at the start of the year because you got to do things like the haunted uh, boat ride. I wanted to do haunted haunts like that as well where I go to like, because where I live and where we live in Virginia is just so historical that we have places near me with like the underground railroad that I was like, I want to go there because they they're allegedly haunted. Uh, but those are all things that I'm I'm looking forward to in 2019 now that I'm putting in the 2019 category of I'll do these. But as you mentioned, I did get out to Frightmare before Christmas. And that was the cherry on top. That was the cherry on the icing and on the cake because HHN 28 fulfilled everything. But Frightmare before Christmas was that one final scare, that one final real good haunted attraction haunted house that it was like you know what skipping bush gardens not getting to king's dominion uh not doing things like hunk club farm or uh some of the other ones that are up here near me closer to me like darkwood manor and stuff didn't really hurt my feelings it was hhn encompassed all of that and then frightmare was that nice little didn't need to do this but did it and extremely happy i did it yeah, I think I think it's such a good time, and like you said, it's the cherry. It's the it's the final hoo ha. Thank you, and I think 2019 is going to be a good time. I agree with you. I want to go to those haunt places by you that are you know historical that are haunted. I want to go to like Virginia Beach has that haunted mansion. I've never been to that, so I kind of feel like that's something new that i can enjoy before halloween comes and then once halloween comes here we do have uh king's dominion haunt that's up here i think i'll give that another shot this year because it you know it's it's okay i'll put it that way hopefully they've gotten better but i always did prefer hollow scream over it but maybe maybe after my hollow scream uh, attendance this year maybe it'll change and like you said there's many others that we can do i think one weekend you and i should just do it do it all do as much as we can kind of like how we do with the halloween horn i would love to do that and, and again 2019 i got I got a lot of list of things. I know you got a list of things as well. I know we'll compare our lists, uh, and I know that we'll tackle a lot of this stuff because there are even the ones that I, I want to get back to. I always forget the name of it, but it always pops up on the Travel Channel. There's that one in Pennsylvania, uh, the haunted attraction in Pennsylvania, that always pops up as like a top three on the Travel Channel for haunted attractions. I went there a couple years ago. I would love to get back to that because it's not too far away from... <laughs> It's a, you know, it's a couple hour drive. It's like a four to five hour drive, but I drove further the last time I went to go to it and it is worth the drive. I, I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head, but since we don't have hmm. producers for the show, I can't exactly no. have somebody no, searching it for us. me. Yeah, it's just us and I'm sitting here hitting too many buttons to give a search right now for <laughs> it. So that's on me. That's not fine. We'll get prepared. into it in 2019. We'll, yes. We'll do a preview episode where we're, we're going to come up with some ideas and you know, if our fans, if they have ideas, just hit us up on at hunters pod on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. At hunters P O D. Tell us which is a great attraction where we should go. We'll, we'll travel for it. We're not afraid to do a little yeah. bit of traveling for it. Uh, I know, if it's East Coast, I'm totally in. Yeah, East Coast, I'm in. West Coast starts to get a little bit iffy. If it's Canada, uh, I'll if go to If you're paying that. for it. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> West Coast, if you're paying, if it's Canada, I'll go to that because, well, I just love Canada. They have other things that yeah, I love no that way. are legal. I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why. Over the last two months, I've really been just craving <laughs> this drive to Canada for some haunted attractions. And maybe they never so come back. <laughs> but the, oh, my Lanta. <laughs> that's 2018. Uh, taking but a look But you now. know what? Before we go, though, because we have some Christmas thinking in our heads. Yes. Let's let's end it on a let's end it on like a you know dream again, like how we did for Thanksgiving. Except I'm not going to come up with my house, and you're definitely not allowed to come up with your own house. No. And. Let's just talk about some Christmas-themed movies that we think that would be some cool haunted attractions. I like this idea. Would you like me to start? Because I actually just watched I would one. love you to. All right. Well, I just watched this one the other day, part of my little 12 days of Christmas. Uh, I say Gremlins. Oh, nice. Yes. A nice little classic. Uh, it's We, we kind of saw it. We, we mentioned uh, HHN 28 with with the, the Slaughter Cinema, how there kind of was that little ghoulies aspect to it. So we've kind of gotten, gotten a little taste of it, that they can do something like that with the little monsters running around. Uh, and Gremlins, to me, just such a fun movie, such a fun little Steven Spielberg-produced horror film, perfect for Christmas season, and... Just imagine walking through that type of house where you're being attacked, the Christmas tree coming to life, uh, seeing the gremlin in the microwave explode. Like, there's just so much to that movie that could be fun and entertaining to walk through, and and yet extremely scary and dangerous as well. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you because, like, I didn't even think about it, and I saw that you watched it the other day, and it does fit that motif. I think it would have definitely fit this year with their '80s theme, so it yeah. is kind of like, oh man, y'all could have definitely hit that up. But yeah, no, it's definitely cool to watch the little puppets, especially that one we went through where they had puppets. And yeah. uh, remember the plants one where majority of the people were puppets. Exactly. Like I feel like. Yeah, I think if they did that, that'd be cool. Um, and it gives you a chance, like, if it gets, you know, well-received, you could always do Gremlins to make it a little more scary or less comedic. But just thinking about that giant spider Gremlins kind of giving me the creeps. Yeah, no, um, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that's a good house. Um, and what I was thinking, and it automatically fits in the motif, I just watched uh, Black christmas 2006 and i know more most people look at black christmas 1970s but like 2006 is a really fun like bad horror movie and i I think it would be neat to have like basically a house of kind of like the michael myers uh or even the shining like where you know it's jack most of the time well this is the kid who grew up in this sorority house that lives here now and you're just walking through that house getting killed you know rammed with candy cane sticks and like christmas lights hanging people i think it would be a nice uh nice looking house if anything i agree with you on that and you can you can even get some scares from above with that one uh because spoiler alert oh yeah never seen the movie uh the hanging out in the attic while kind of tom yeah like there's there's a lot of kind of fun you can do with that one a lot a lot of cool set design as well within that house for that one 
Yeah, man. But yeah, so that's uh that's uh our uh well, know, our year. I think I'm gonna have to split early, my man. I'm uh, sorry. I gotcha. No, that's fine, that's fine. I was gonna throw out one more potential one, uh just to pull it completely back around to last week. I want Santa Slay. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hang up on you. Okay, that's where we end it. You guys have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. Go back, listen to all of our other episodes. Uh, we kicked this podcast off for you guys this year because we love haunted attractions. We know you love them as well. We love HHN and everything else. Uh, talk to us on the Twitter at Haunters Pod, Haunters P O D. Zach, my man, have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, my friend. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll be back. We will be back. Stay scary, my friends.